You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Job chapter 1 is where we'll start, and I, I want to say this morning, I may say it again tonight, but I want to thank our people so much for your encouragement to me. Uh, I hope that I've been an encouragement to you. That's, that's my job. That's, that's my responsibility. But so many of you have been so kind and encouraging. I've gotten so many good uh, text messages and phone calls and voicemails and, and notes. And I appreciate so much God's people during times like these uh, just sticking together and just trusting God. And I do. I believe that God is going to take care of it all. I don't know when and how and all that, but I know he will. He always does. And uh, I want to thank our church for sticking together through this. And again, I want to thank so much our media guys, Brother Tommy's in the sound booth, and Brother Nathan, Brother Caleb's down in the radio room, and uh, Brother Jared, and then uh, Miss Cheryl, who's played the piano, and Miss Odell on the organ, of course, Brother George. I uh, appreciate uh, Brother Dan and all that he's doing. And I appreciate the folks' help with baptism. And uh, God has been so, so good to us. And I hope we'll thank him and praise him uh, all the time, but especially when we go through times like this, uh, to realize how much we have to be thankful for here at our church. The book of Job, and I, this, this could be a series. I'm not going to give you the whole series this morning. I'm going to give you just a couple thoughts. But the story of Job, I think you know the story. But Job was a man that the Bible says in verse 1, that he was a perfect man. That doesn't mean that he was sinless, but it means he was complete. He was, he was what God wanted him to be. It says that he was upright. That means he was just. He was righteous. He feared God. He had a, a respect and a reverence for God. He eschewed evil. That means he avoided evil. He ran from it. He didn't get close to sin. He stayed as far away as he could. The Bible says in verse 2 that he had seven sons and three daughters. The Bible tells us in this passage that he had 7,000 sheep. Now, that may not sound like a lot, especially when you read about the kings of Israel, but Job was not a king. He was a businessman, and he acquired 7,000 sheep. He had 3,000 camels. He had 1,000 cows. He had 500 donkeys. The Bible says he was the greatest of all the men of the East. We believe uh, the way that the Bible uh, falls chronologically. We believe that Job probably lived around the time of Abraham. Uh, but Job, in his day, he was the greatest. He was the richest. He was a man that was successful in business, but he was also spiritual in his walk. The Bible tells us in Job chapter 1 that Satan came to the Lord and Satan was walking about, and of course we know in 1 Peter that's what Satan does. He walketh about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And Satan wanted to get his claws on Job, and God said to Satan, he said, Have you considered my servant Job? God was bragging on Job, and God says about Job, he says he is an upright man, he hates evil, and he, uh, uh, he loves me, and he fears me, and he serves me. And Satan said this to God. Satan said, the only reason that Job is living for you is because you have put a hedge about him. 
You've protected him. You've blessed him. You've supplied his needs. And that's the only reason that Job loves you is because of what you've done for him. And God gave Satan permission. And this is important to understand. God did not do these things to Job, but God allowed Satan to take away all that Job had. And by the way, Satan did that. The Bible tells us in Job chapter 1 that in one day, the sword came. In one day, the fire came. In one day, the storm came. And Job lost everything he had. He lost his buildings. He lost his riches. He lost his livestock. The Bible tells us he lost all 10 of his children in one day. After that, the Bible says that Job was still loving God and serving God. And Satan said, if you will let me touch his body, if you'll let me afflict him physically, he said, Job will not serve you. And again, God gave Satan permission. And Job was affected with boils, with sores. The Bible says from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet, he was miserable. He was literally, to get comfort and relief, he was literally scraping his own flesh with a razor just to get relief from the affliction that was upon his body. The Bible tells us as a result of that, that Job's own wife looked at Job and said, Job, why don't you just throw in the towel? Job, why don't you just curse God and die? Job, why don't you just get it over with? Job, why don't you just end it all? The Bible tells us that Job still trusted God. Job's friends came and they came to comfort him, but they did little to comfort him. They criticized him and they pointed the finger at Job and they said, Job, this is all your fault. And, and Job lost everything that he had, or so it seems. But I'd like to speak to you this morning about what Job had left. After the storms and after the trials and after the tragedies, I want to show you from the Word of God some things that Satan could not take away from Job. And I've got good news for you. He can't take these things away from you either. You say, I've lost a lot, and maybe you have. We've got folks in our community who have lost things, and people around our nation and around the world that have lost their health, and maybe they've lost a business, and maybe they've lost an income, and maybe they've lost some things. Maybe they've lost a loved one, and you say, can Satan take everything that we have? Oh, no. There are some things that Satan cannot touch. There are some things that you cannot lose. There are some things in life, although it's out of our control, there is nobody in this world that can take these things from you. Lord, I pray you'd help us as we look at your word. Lord, I understand that uh, we really have it very good compared to most people in the world. But Lord, as we go through times like these, I pray that you would encourage us. I pray you'd strengthen us. I pray that our lives would be built upon you and built upon your word. I pray that our relationship with you would be stronger now than it's ever been. May our prayer life be better. May our Bible reading be better. Uh, may our joy and may our rejoicing be at an all-time high. I pray that you'd help us and speak to us from your word, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Although Job lost everything from a, a physical vantage point or from a human perspective, there were some things that Satan could not take away from Job. I'll give you just a few thoughts quickly. Number one, Satan could not take away from Job the truth of God. 
Satan couldn't touch the truth. Satan couldn't change the truth. Uh, Satan could not remove the truth that Job had in his life. Friday night, Joanna and I were uh, helping the girls get ready for bed. and Chloe and Kylie were getting ready for bed. And I pulled up on my phone, I pulled up a, uh, a little cartoon of Patch the Pirate. And I had never seen it, but I had seen somewhere somebody had posted it or whatever. Please wait till after the service, you know, to go Google it. But it is there. But, um, but it was a cartoon of Patch the Pirate. And it was, there was two songs I showed to Chloe and Kylie. The first one was the Wiggle Worm song. And if you've never heard the Wiggle Worm song, you're missing out in life. I mean, that's, a, that's an amazing song. And it's so funny. It's cute. It's got a little cartoon. And the girls were just spellbound. They were just watching that. They were soaking it up. We got done with the Wiggle Worm song. And Chloe and Kylie said, I, we want to watch another one. And I found there was another Patch the Pirate song, a little cartoon on, on the phone. And this one was Jonah and the Whale. And I, I push play on that, and I'm holding it, and they're watching it, and they are just loving life. And as soon as it came on about Jonah and the whale, Chloe announced to me and Kylie, she said, Daddy, that's a true story. And I thought, these, these pastor's kids, we're doing a good job. I know my wife obviously deserves some credit, but probably a lot of the credit goes to the pastor, you know, of the church and the father and the head of the home. She said, Daddy, that's a true story. I saw it in a coloring book. And I kid you not, word for word. She said, I know that one's true because I saw that one in a coloring book. Well, friend, just because you see it in a coloring book, that doesn't mean it's true. Just because you read it in the newspaper doesn't mean it's true. Just because you hear it on the news doesn't mean it's true. But if you've read it in the pages of Scripture, i got good news for you. It's true, and you can count on it, and you can depend upon it. And Satan can't touch the truth, and Satan can't take away the Word of God. You say, well, I'm glad that Job knew the Bible. Well, I've got news for you. I'm not even sure how much of the Bible, if any of the Bible, that Job actually was able to hold in his hand. Can I tell you, Job didn't have a Bible sitting on a shelf, but he had the Word of God in his heart. He didn't have the Bible tucked under his arm, but he had the Word of God in his heart and in his mind. And Job knew the truth about God. He knew enough about God to know who God was. He knew enough about God to know what God expected of him. Job knew enough about God to fear God and to hate evil. He knew enough to serve God. He knew enough about God to know that God would take care of him. He knew that God's way was best. He knew that God knew everything that he was going through. Job said in chapter 23, verse 10, But he knoweth the way that I take, and when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Satan, he tried everything. Satan took everything he possibly could from Job, but Satan could not take away. Satan could not snatch away the truth of God from Job, and he can't take it away from you, and he can't take it away from me, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Psalm 100, verse 5, For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. 2 Corinthians 13, 8, we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. 
Now, I need, to, I need to make sure we're all on the same page here. I need to make sure we understand. There's a lot of things going on in our world, and I don't know, sometimes I don't know what to believe. I'll read, and I think people, many people are well-meaning, and I think people are doing their best, and this is all very new to us in our country. But I'll read one article, and I'll read one article, and I think, hey, things are going to be fine in a short time with this COVID-19, and I'll be feeling good. And I will read the next article, and the next article will say the complete opposite. And we're talking about from medical experts and scientists and people who know what they're talking about. And friend, so much in this world, we're not sure what to believe. We're not sure what's true. We're not sure what's false. But I'm so thankful when I stand before you on this Sunday morning, March 29th, I'm so thankful that I can say with certainty that this book is true from cover to cover. It's true from Genesis to Revelation. It's true, and nothing can change the fact that God's word is true. I'm glad that the truth of God's word states that in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. I'm glad I know that God created me. I'm not an accident. You're not an accident. Uh, we're not a result of evolution. We're not a result of a big bang. We are the result of a powerful creator who spoke the worlds into existence and took the dust of the ground and formed man and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. I'm thankful for the truth that God created me. I'm thankful for the truth that God loves me. I'm thankful for the truth that Jesus died for me. I'm thankful for the truth that Jesus will save whosoever will. I'm thankful for the truth that Jesus is coming again. Jesus said, I will come again. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I'm thankful for the truth that I'm on the winning side. I'm thankful we have the book of Revelation. And I'm glad in the book of Revelation we see that there is an event that will take place where God's people will be snatched out of here. He will deliver us from the wrath to come. We're not going through the tribulation. We're going by way of rapture. I'm thankful for the truth. I'm thankful that the truth says that God will never leave us nor forsake us. You say, but pastor, we've never been through anything like this. We've never experienced anything quite like this. You're right. But guess what? This is not a surprise to God. He knows what you're going through. He knows what I'm going through. He cares, and he is in control. I'm thankful for the truth that God is faithful. I'm thankful for the truth that God is love. I'm thankful for the truth that God is good, and God is merciful, and God is long-suffering. I'm thankful that God is has given us the truth, and Satan cannot take it away. Oh, Satan took everything he thought from Job, but he couldn't take away the truth of God's word from Job number two, Satan could not take away Job's trust. Satan could not take away the trust that Job had in God. You see, Job lost everything he had, physically speaking, in one day, but he still trusted God. You see, what you say, well, it'd be easy for a rich person to trust God. Well, maybe so, but he didn't have anything left. He was wealthy. He was successful. He was prosperous, but it was all gone. But here's the amazing thing. Job trusted God when there was money in the bank, but he trusted God when there was no food on the table. Job trusted God after losing his sheep and his camels and his cows and his donkeys. He trusted God. Oh, but then it got real close to home. Then Job lost his children. His 10 children were killed in one day. I cannot imagine that. 
But Job hung on. He held fast to his trust in God in the midst of that tragedy. I can't imagine a funeral with 10 caskets. I can't imagine a funeral for a husband and a wife like Job and his wife and to bury all 10 children. I can't imagine that. But here's what I know. Satan did everything he could do, but he could not take away the trust that Job had in God. Job chapter 10, verse number one, Job even said, my soul is weary of my life. Job said, I don't know if I can go on. I don't know if I can face tomorrow. I don't know if I can take another step. But we find in Job, uh, Job says later on in this passage, he says, I've made a decision. I've come to a conclusion. Though he slay me, even if God chooses to kill me, if God chooses to take my life, Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Now, anybody can trust God in the good times. Anybody can trust God when the health is good and the bank account's good and the job is good and everybody's getting along. But your trust and my trust in God, it is evident and it becomes, it becomes very clear when we go through hard times if we trust God or not. And friend, I want to tell you, you can trust him in the good times and you can trust him in the bad times. You can trust him on the mountain and you can trust him in the valley. Chapter two, verse 10, Job said, what shall we receive good at the hand of God and shall we not receive evil? Job said, we're not blaming God for this. God's given us all this and God has given it. and God can take it. He's God. He's sovereign. He's in control. God knows what he's doing. You see, there was a lot more going on in Job's life than he realized. He didn't know. He couldn't see the spiritual battle. He couldn't see that there was Satan who was trying to, 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 to cause him to compromise and cause him to give up. He didn't know that God was bragging on him and saying, have you considered my servant Job? Job had no idea about all this. Job was not aware of what was going on, but he didn't have to know all that because he was trusting God to take care of him. And friend, we don't have to know everything that's going on. We never will till we get to heaven. But can I tell you, all we have to know is that we can trust and obey. All we have to know is that we can trust God to take care of us through it all. Number one, Satan could not take away the truth of God. Number two, Satan could not take away Job's trust in God. But number three, Satan could not take away Job's testimony. Chapter 1, verse 5, Job offered burnt offerings to God. That was in the good times. That was what he did before the tragedy. But can I tell you, after the tragedy, Job fell down. Chapter 1, verse number 20, and Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshiped and said, naked came I out of my mother's womb and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Job's testimony was not taken by Satan. Job held fast to his testimony. He held fast to his trust. He held fast to his truth. It says in verse 22, in all this, in all of this, everything he went through, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. What a powerful statement. What a powerful testimony. You see, the world is watching us 
And the world is more interested, the unsaved crowd is more interested in what we do in tragedy and what we do in hard times than what we do in good times. And Job's testimony remained intact. God saw that Job was faithful and God saw that Job still worshipped him. The Bible tells us in Job 42 and verse number 10, after he was criticized and after he was attacked by his friends, the Bible says that Job still prayed for his friends. Reminds me of the story of Daniel in Daniel chapter 6. Daniel, the Bible says that every day he went and he opened his windows toward Jerusalem and he prayed. But then there was a decree that was signed by King Darius. And King Darius signed a decree that for 30 days nobody could bow down and nobody could pray to any other god except for him, except for the king. You know what Daniel did? He went to his house and he opened his windows, the Bible says, as he did aforetime and prayed. You know, Daniel's testimony was on display in the good times, but it was very much on display in the bad times. And Daniel had a testimony that he pleased God. And Job had a testimony that he pleased God. And Satan tried to ruin Job's testimony, but Satan could not touch Job's testimony. And lastly, I see that Satan could not touch Job's treasure. You say, well, pastor, that's contradictory. Because you've already told us he took everything he had. He killed the sheep, and he killed the donkeys, and he killed the camels, and he killed the cows, and, and he even took Job's children, and he took Job's livelihood. And you say, how can you say that Satan did not touch, and Satan could not take Job's treasure? If you'll turn with me in your Bibles to Job chapter 42. The Bible says in Job 42, the Bible says in Verse number 12, so the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. For he had 14,000 sheep and 6,000 camels and 1,000 yoke of oxen and 1,000 she asses. Can I tell you what God did for Job? God didn't just replace. God gave him double. God gave him twice as much as he had to begin with. And then it goes on to say in verse 13, he had also seven sons and three daughters. You say, well, how come God didn't give him twice as many children? Because the children that died, I believe those children went to heaven. And so he was going to see them again. And God gave him 10 more that if they got saved, they'd be in heaven. And Job, for all of eternity, Job and his wife would be in heaven with not just 10 children, they'd be in heaven with 20 children. Can I tell you, God took care of and God secured Job's treasure. I was reading this week of some of the greatest, I shouldn't say greatest, some of the biggest bank robberies that have ever taken place. And as I was Googling that, I thought, you know, that's probably not a good thing. You know, if a bank gets robbed around here and somebody says, well, I know pastor was just talking about some good ideas. I'm not planning on doing it. But you know what was amazing to me? It doesn't matter how secure you make your earthly treasure. It is still vulnerable. And it is still at risk. 
I was reading about some of these uh, bank robbers that, 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 that drilled uh, uh, tunnels hundreds and hundreds of feet and, 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 and 10 feet deep, and then they got to the actual vault, and they, they drilled through feet of concrete and steel underneath a vault, and all these things that people are willing to do to get their hands on earthly treasure. Your earthly treasure, my earthly treasure, it is never secure. That's why God tells us that we're to lay up treasure in heaven because that's where our treasure is secure. The Bible says in Matthew 6, 19, lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth. How come? Because moth and rust doth corrupt and thieves break through and steal. But can I tell you, when you lay up treasures in heaven and I lay up treasures in heaven, those are secure. The Bible says in verse number 16, after this. Now those two words are so powerful because Job's life did not end in tragedy. But after the tragedy, after the hard times, after the storms, it says, live Job 140 years. And he saw his sons and his son's sons, even four generations. So Job died being old and full of days. After this. You know what Job discovered after the storm? He discovered that there was still treasure that God had secured. He still had the blessing of God. He still had the favor of God. He still had the hand of God. He still had God's blessing on his life after this. Now, friend, I'll tell you, I don't know what's going to happen in our lifetime. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know the answers to that. I don't know what's going to happen right now with this coronavirus. I have no idea. And if you're honest, neither do you. But I do know this. I know what the child of God has to look forward to after this life. And I don't know when this life is going to end. I know how it's going to end. It's going to end either by death or by the rapture. One of two ways. That's how this whole thing's going to end for the Christian. And I don't know when, but I know how. Death or the rapture. And when I die, I know that I will be in the presence of God immediately because God's word tells me to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And I know in 1 Thessalonians 4, I may not die because the trumpet may sound. And when that trumpet sounds, the Bible says, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them. Who's that? The dead in Christ that have risen before us. And we will be together with the Lord forever. And can I tell you, I know after this, the child of God has heaven to look forward to. After this, there's streets of gold. After this, there's gates of pearl. After this, there's mansions. After this, there's a reunion in heaven. After this, there's no more sorrow. After this, there's no more pain. After this, there's no more sickness. After this, there's no more death. And can I tell you, Satan could not touch Job's treasure. Oh, he tried. He took everything he could see. But there were some treasures that Job had that were heavenly treasures that Satan had no power over. And friend, I want to tell you, this world is not our home. We are just a passing through. And Satan cannot take away eternal life. Satan cannot take away your salvation. Satan cannot touch your mansion. Satan cannot set a foot on the streets of gold. Satan cannot enter that place because there will be no more sickness, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more death. I'm glad to tell you that although Job lost a lot, there were some things that Satan could not touch. 
Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week. Thank you.